0: For half a century, WJPZ Syracuse has been the greatest media classroom
1: on the planet. We've trained students from the 1970s to the 2020s on how to run a professional radio station.
0: But the lessons learned and relationships formed go far beyond studios and transmitters.
1: Taking a look back through the eyes of those who experienced it.
0: This is WJPZ at 50.
2: Welcome to WJPZ at 50. I am John Jagay. I feel like at least once a decade, if not more, we have a couple that gets together because of JPZ. We've had couples do it from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. And now, this decade. Today we are joined by Melody M, who got her undergrad in 2020, and her fiancé, James Bames Grundy, who got his undergrad in 18 and his master's in 20. And I'm excited to hear their story of how they met. Side note, James Bames Grundy has been an incredible help to me editing many of these podcasts, so I will thank him for his service and welcome you both to the show.
0: It's great to be here.
2: Happy to be here, and Happy to help, too. (laughs) So let's start from the beginning. Let's start with you, Bames. How did you end up getting to Syracuse? You're a New Jersey guy, right?
3: Yeah. So it all starts, as all great stories do, with my English teacher in high school. Uh She was one of my favorite teachers, and she actually went to Syracuse, and she was telling me all about how much she loved it there, Go Orange, all that kind of stuff. And so it was one of four schools I applied to, and I got in, and I initially went for forensic science. Oh, wow. Because the CSI bug caught me. (laughs) <laughs> and Syracuse was one of the only schools that I wanted to go to that had a forensic science program specifically. And I set foot on campus right outside of BBB. Because mm-hmm. that's where the tour bus led off. And my first thought is, no, this is the place.
2: Wow. And so, Melody, you have a really interesting story because you are a 315 native. And you probably knew about Syracuse from the womb.
0: I absolutely did. My family bleeds orange. And it actually killed them when I told them that Syracuse was my safety school because I was applying to all Ivy Leagues besides Syracuse. (laughs) Needless to say, I picked Syracuse and I wouldn't trade that decision for anything. I did pick it the very last day that you could decide. I had it and another college pulled up and essentially the website for the other college failed. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to SU. This is fate.
2: Wow. And you ended up in your own backyard. Yep. And you knew about the station because your mom listened back in the day. I love this story.
0: Yes. My mom was in kind of illegally. She was in in a way that she didn't attend SU, but she was on the radio station when she was in high school. And she mentions that J.D. Redman and Mark Zimmerman are the two names that I've heard her mention a couple times. Mark less so. J.D. was the main person that she remembers, and they would let her in and let her come on every once in a while and do jingles for them to go and just come in and mess around in the station. And she would come in all the time because she was at Upstate getting treatment done.
2: So she wasn't like official summer staff. She was just like would pop in from time to time and do stuff.
0: She would just come in all the time and they would just let her her on. It was one entire summer that she was just in there all the time. So she was kind of our illegal alumni. (laughs)
2: That's great.
0: And uh, she always tells me that it doesn't count. But I told her, I was like, you were in there for a good enough amount of time that I think it should.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you knew about the station, obviously, as soon as you got to campus. Did you get involved with the station right when you got there or was it a bit later on?
0: Yes, I got involved my first semester of my freshman year. It was actually the only club I joined.
2: There you go. And, Beams, how long was it after you got to Syracuse that you found out about the radio station? It was in the
3: second half of my junior year of undergrad. Oh, wow, okay. And I found out about it because of Melody. hmm <laughs> It was about four months after we started dating. You have been mentioning Z the whole time, and then the new season of recruitment came up, and you encouraged me to join because I had been in the station just like, oh, this seems fun. This seems like a good group of people.
2: So that's interesting. I had assumed, incorrectly, like many of our other couples that you two of you had met at the station, you started dating and then you brought beams in. So how did you meet and how did you start dating?
0: Actually, we originally met over Tinder. Okay. And then we had the world's worst first date. Okay. Oh, it was horrible. I told him that I did not want to see him again. And a few months later, I ended up needing a chemistry tutor. And look who gets assigned to me. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And needless to say, the second time that we met was way better than the first. He didn't hit me with a door that time. It went a lot better.
2: Okay, so Bames, what happened on the first date that made it so bad? I don't
3: have a lot of dating experience. hmm And that was very apparent. <laughs> we meet at Melody's dining hall, and I'm just sitting there in the in the lobby, just drawing in my sketchbook. Mm-hmm and i don't hear my phone going off in my pocket and it's melody texting me saying where are you i'm right here and she looks over and just sees some i have my hat on so someone vaguely matching my description <laughs> and walks up to me he's like hey are you james
0: to paint this picture a little clearer i walk into the area before the dining hall of Sadler, and yeah. he's There's just a man sitting in a trench coat (laughs) with darkened glasses on and a hat, (laughs) drawing by himself. And I think I've walked in to potentially my last day on Earth. I was so worried that he was going to be a sociopath. (laughs) And I'm like, is this you? I'm texting him and he's not writing back. And this guy isn't looking at his phone. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just sitting by a stranger. This isn't him. Oh, my God finally about 5 minutes goes by and he looks up and he goes oh hi
2: <laughs> 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 to be clear james you were wearing clothes under that trench coat correct confirmed okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> we then we go to walk into the dining hall and i reach for the door and he reaches for the door and instead of just one of us letting go he decides to reach for the door faster and opens the door and hits me right in the face with it.
2: And for anybody who hasn't met Bames, he's a large man. That had to be quite unpleasant.
0: Yeah, Bames is six foot eight. I'm five two, for a reference. Oh my god. Okay. He's a good foot <laughs> and a half taller than me, and so I had essentially the weight of the Hulk ripping a door and hitting me in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. What a great way to start a day with a concussion. And we go inside and I go to get my food. He goes to get his. He sits down with a plate of just french fries, like a normal human being does, and (laughs) eats them with a fork.
2: Okay. (laughs) So you've gone from stranger psychopath in the lobby to concussion, and now you're back to questioning your life choices at this point, Melody.
0: Yeah. Needless to say, you can see why the first day didn't go great. But after we met for chemistry, we surprisingly had chemistry. Um, ah. And um, we got together. And after a while, I bugged him enough that I was like, you have to join Z. It's my favorite part of being at SU.
2: Now that you've brought it back to the station, Melody, what did you do at the radio station? Take me through your career there.
0: So my freshman year, I was on a zoo. I was also human resources director during my second semester my sophomore year i continued with the zoos but it took a step back from except for a little bit and then going forward i was actually at syracuse for five years because of just the program that i was in so my third year i was vp of programming my fourth year i was vp of programming and my fifth year i was vp of programming and then gm finally
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, James, what were your roles at the station? What did you work with?
3: So, my first semester, I was an AP on two shows and essentially a substitute AP on a zoo whenever their AP couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. After that, I became production director for two full years. And in the second half of that last year, I was also sponsorship director. Okay. And along the way, I was the lead host and hosts on zoos every semester after my second one there, Mm -hmm. APs on shows all throughout.
2: I'll ask you for funny stories later, but in the meantime, what significant stories stick out to either one of you of uh, really milestone moments you remember from your time at the station, especially Melody having been PD and GM?
0: One big thing was I was there during the transition to a thousand watts. Mm -hmm. That was obviously a huge part of it. It was not while I was on exec, but I was at the station at the time and there for the electricity of the entire event and just how excited everyone was. But going forward from that, the year after, we had our first April Fools that went disastrous. Oh. The theme was your middle school ink station, Young Punks. And (laughs) (laughs) the problem was... During this time, we had lost the G-Selector computer for 10 months. Oh, no. So everything that I had programmed was by hand every hour of every day for 10 months.
2: Directly into next gen? That's how you had to do it? or?
0: Yes. It was not enjoyable, I hate to say the least. But one of the first times that it started to glitch was the night before April Fool's. And we realized at 1130 that the whole day for April Fool's had not loaded So Rebecca, Carrie, and I all began loading the day manually one song at a time in this opposite format, hoping that we could get it together in time. Jeez.
2: That, uh, yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) And so you became the punk station for a day on April 1st? Yes.
0: And the following year, we were your Yeehaw station.
2: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I'm guessing that's a country flip you called it the Yeehaw station? Yes, we did. That was one of my favorites. What did you play? That's amazing.
0: We played country music the whole day because a running joke was that everyone kept asking me as VP of programming to add a country show. And I kept telling them, I was like, look, with Big 104, we are never going to compete with country. It's not an option. And it's just really not Z as a whole to be country. And so for April Fool's that year, we went full country. And it was right around the time that Old Time Road by Little Nas X came out. And oh my god! Perfect.
2: So you would have played that on April Fool's Day, but then you would have kept it after that because that was a number one hit forever.
0: Yes, we actually, thanks to Javert and Capozzi, we played Old Town Road before its remix came out. The first week it was released on New Music Monday.
2: Oh wow, that's impressive. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what other songs you remember playing from uh, Yeehaw '89 or whatever you called it? <laughs> or can you give me an example of what a break would have sounded like?
0: we recorded the breaks ridiculously they literally would have been like howdy partners if here on your Haw station you know that you <sighs> sorry <laughs> literally they'll just keep going this is great <laughs> um don't be square make sure that you're all around all day and make sure you're doing a nay. And join us here on your Yeehaw station, 89.1.
3: A lot of the in-house liners for that whole event, I made them with the voice talent of Cole Weinstein and Jordan Capozzi.
2: And they were just country guys and and that imaging? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's great. That's great. Any significant milestones? Uh, So you mentioned the 1,000 watts, Melody. Anything else that comes to mind from your
0: tenure there? There's the 1,000 watts, the 10 months of darkness. I was also GM right at the beginning of when COVID hit. So right. the banquet, the last banquet, dun, 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 was my GM banquet. And then a week later, the school got closed down and I was there for the very beginning of transitioning into covid C. So that was a pretty significant event.
2: If you haven't heard the episode with Kyle Leff, he gives Melody and her team a lot of credit as she handed the GM off to him as he sort of took the station through COVID. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode as well. He talked in his episode a lot about the teamwork, the outgoing and incoming staff really had to work together to, just as the rest of us were doing in the world, to put your heads together as to how to figure everything
0: out. Yeah. At the time, we, just like everyone else, were told it was going to be two weeks. And everyone was like, all right, it's fine. We'll just go and cancel our shows this week and we'll be back in just a little while. And little did we know that I would be sending seniors home that would never get final shows that would hmm. never get to say goodbye to their friends and would never get to have that last moment on air. Wow. It was heartbreaking.
2: I think about how I can still remember Clear Bell, my last show as a student, and to be able to not have that opportunity. And here I am thinking, watching this from afar, thinking, oh, man, they can't go to Fagans every Sunday for Senior Sundays and all this stuff. But, like, I mean, have that moment taken away from you to have your last show on Z. Oh, awful.
0: It was honestly, it was horrible. And it was also my senior year as well. So I was there feeling it with them. And we were the Friday Zoo that semester. And we had canceled our Friday Zoo before banquet in order to go to Friday conference. And little did we know that would have been our last zoo together. It's WJPZ at 50.
2: Hey, it's Jag. You're probably listening to this episode of the podcast because you know the person I'm interviewing. But one of the true joys of this project has been learning the stories of everyone in the WJPZ family. When you're done with this podcast, I'd encourage you to check out an episode with someone you don't know. You never know what you might have in common with your other WJPZ relatives.
0: Looking back
1: at half a century of broadcast excellence. This is WJPZ at 50.
2: Beams, let me turn back over to you here. Any uh, significant memories and stories you can think of from your time at the station? Even though
3: I was a host on a lot of shows, the most significant moments for me were always behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Because that's where I found my love for radio. I'm not too much of a on-the-mic, in-your-face kind of person. I prefer to be in the background making sure that the job gets done, making sure that everyone sounds good, helping to make good content where I can. Which is surprising to a lot of people, given my voice and tone. (laughs) You do have a great voice. (laughs) (laughs) But the things that stand out to me the most are when I was in the studio with Jordan Capozzi and Cole Weinstein riding up the cowboy liners. It was was a great time. I still have those liners on file, actually. They're great. (laughs)
1: Here at WJPZFM Syracuse, we're thinking of getting a and who loves great music. Because shucks, we want to get along, little doggy. <laughs> we might be horsing around, but darn, it's good music. Only on 89.1 Z-Hall. Why did the cowboy ride his horse? Because it was too heavy to carry. Now that's a knee slapper. Now here's a song that slaps here on Z-Hall.
3: For Melody Zoo one year, even though I wasn't an AP for it, I made them a Halloween bed by combining a whole bunch of different like spooky and horror sounds. Oh wow! And I called it the Tuesday Spookaduke, <laughs> 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 and they use that for their Halloween Zoo show.
2: Well, beams, your love for production kind of transitions me into this story, which is that at Banquet 2022. I hadn't met you previously, or if I had, it been briefly, but I had known Melody, met her a couple of times, and Melody came up to me at the banquet last year, and she's like, you know, Jag, my fiancé really wants to get into podcast production. He kind of wants to come talk to you, and I said, yeah, let me go seek him out. So, Bames and I had a conversation, and in that time, full disclosure, Bames has helped me with some client work, editing some podcasts for my clients and he has helped me with over a dozen of these JPZ podcasts where I'll record the interviews, I'll send it off to him, and he'll do the production work and the editing for me, which has saved me an immense amount of time because of the sheer number of these. Beams, what's it been like for you hearing some of these stories of the JPZ podcast and and getting to learn more about the station?
3: It's an incredible sense of nostalgia
2: for times that I never was.
3: (laughs) I like that. For example, Kendall B's podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single story that he told in that podcast, I felt like I was there because I experienced something similar. How so? Just the stuff when he was talking about how he feels when he's with his crewmates, the feeling of walking into Z, just the little things that you don't notice when they're happening. But when you look back five, six years later, you're like, wow, that was formative. And it's things like that make me realize that Z is
2: a family. It's a family of shared experiences and shared passions couldn't have said it any better myself. Any lessons that you have learned, either one of you at the radio station that have served you well in your time since getting out of school?
0: Just a lesson I learned in general is that you can get from and all the way to Watson in eight minutes if you run.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I feel like that's useful for any current students to know just in case of an emergency, eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: all uphill too.
0: It is all uphill. And when I did it, it was one in the morning.
2: Why? Why did you have to run to the station at one in the morning?
0: The station had gone down. One of the normal problems that just happens. And I wasn't even PD at the time. I was HR director, but one of my recently graduated trainees was on during that time. So I felt responsible to fix <laughs> it. And instead of calling the PD, Matt Garing, I was like, I can do this. And I got from Lawrenceon to Watson. I put us back on air. And then I was like, whatever you do, don't ever do that again. Oh, my
2: God. I'm winded just uh, thinking about running from Lawrence to Watson.
0: <laughs> I probably put the fear of Melody in so many younger students. And I feel so bad, but also like proud about it. But there are so many <laughs> people that would be like, oh, no, you can't do that. Melody will kill you.
2: I feel like every generation had a melody, though. I feel like every one of us had, like, that one person that was, that's the one you don't want to cross.
0: Yeah, that's fair. A hundred percent. It got to the point that I was always running around and fixing things so often that this is something that I've carried on into my work life, is every time I receive a phone call, I answer the phone, what's wrong? Oh, jeez. I can't get out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get out of the habit I was so used to doing it for Z that I do it now in person. And people make fun of me at work for it all the time. I one time had one of my bosses call me and I answer and I was like, what's wrong? And I hear a bunch of people laugh and he goes, oh, we had a bet on whether or not you would answer the phone with what's wrong.
3: Oh, my God. Okay, but to be fair, how often is something actually
2: wrong? 98% of the time. (laughs) Beams, is that how she answers the phone when you call? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not hi, honey. Not how was your day? What's wrong?
0: (laughs) What's wrong? Just like that.
2: (laughs) This L Street transitions well too, Melody. Tell me about your career since graduation, what you've done and where you're working now.
0: Obviously, I graduated during COVID. So we had a year of essentially nothing when there was no new radio happening anywhere. And I then applied for a couple jobs around. And then I got a call from a man named Joe Bonadonna. And he said, I've heard a lot about you, and I have a position open at a radio station in Rochester. It's for a news talk program, and I know you don't have any experience in news, but I feel like your experience that you do have with the radio station and with the works that you did at Galaxy will translate, and we can teach you anything else you need to know on the spot. And I received the job on a Monday, and by Wednesday, we were moved in.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, what did you do with Galaxy in the interim in between that put you on his radar?
0: I had an internship with their Alt Rock Station 951 for their morning show, The Show. And I okay. was their intern for an entire summer. And I worked with Josh and Cody on that show.
2: In Syracuse. Okay. So you spent a summer in Syracuse and then they gave your name to iHeart in Rochester and that's where you are now.
0: I don't think they gave my name. I think it was actually Josh Bolt.
2: Oh, of course it's Josh Wolf, because Josh Wolf has hooked me up with every radio gig I've ever had. He is like the master connector of everybody.
0: He is. He is an absolute blessing. And he just wants to help everyone he possibly can. He is one of my biggest mentors and some of my fondest memories at Z are him explaining programming things to me. And when I received my job in Rochester, I was like, I've never done news before. This is gonna be an absolute mess. Spoiler alert. It was. (laughs) I found out. I hate news, but I can do it.
2: Are you comfortable saying that on the podcast? You hate
0: the format you're in? I'm no longer in that format.
2: Okay. What are you doing now?
0: I am now at a sister station. I work at WAIO 95.1 in Rochester. It is a talk station, not a news station. And I work on Radio Hall of Famer Brother Weeze's morning show.
2: As a producer or...
0: I am the producer, board operator, sometimes host, and local weirdo is my specified role.
2: Local weirdo. Mm -hmm. It seems like you wear that uh, as a badge of honor.
0: I absolutely do. A large part of our show has become either let's make fun of what Melody is wearing or let's make fun of Melody's existence and I will sit here and I will be the class clown. You can throw all your jokes at me because guess what? Honk, honk, mother-effers. I'm here for it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tough act to follow, but Beams, you decided to go back and get your master's degree. What went into that decision?
3: So I got my undergrad degree in anthropology and religion. Mm -hmm. The internalized reason was I want to know what makes people tick. Okay. And as groups, I don't think anything motivates people more than culture, anthropology, Mm -hmm. and religion or faith. So I made those two my majors and the biggest thing in those fields is how do you make money off of this and one of the ways is through essentially social education things like museums and i was going back and forth on whether or not i wanted to do that or just get a a regular job in archaeology because that's what i was trained in and then i went to a field school where i went to a dig site and it was a great experience But I realized I do not want to be digging in fields for the rest of my life and living out of a tent. (laughs) Seems fair. (laughs) Um, And Melody and I just started doing research on what I could do next. And we realized, oh, wait, Syracuse has an actually really good museum studies program. Mm -hmm. And I get to be at Z two more years. Sign me Uh, up. uh, You got two additional years of eligibility. Yep. Z was a non-insignificant portion of my reasoning to get my master's. That's
2: tremendous. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am. So are you looking to do more in audio? Or are you looking to do more in your classroom fields? You just kind of figured out what your next steps are going to be? I'm open to both. Right
3: now, obviously, working for you, it's working out a lot faster. It goes through the audio route. COVID really messed up both industries. It was tough going, trying to get started. Actually, something I didn't realize until after my dad had passed was that he was part of his high school's radio and he did production for it. And he actually won a couple of awards for his music and audio production work when he was in high school. And now it just feels like I have that extra connection with him now that he's gone. Wow. That's really special. But I will say every single time I open audition,
2: my mood and mental state increases dramatically. That dopamine rush of opening audition. Yeah. I like playing with audio a lot more than I like editing transcripts. (laughs) That's for sure.
0: I have never seen a human being that gets so excited about learning new functions on the computer in an audition. I'll come home from work and he'll be like, look what I learned how to do. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's neat, honey. Great. And he's like, I've assigned all of these little shortcuts onto the side of my mouse. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, Jack told me it'll help me add it faster. And I'm like, all right, great. Cool. <laughs>
2: You don't have to get any more brownie points. You've already got the job, I swear.
0: (laughs) No, he's just genuinely, he's that excited about it. I've never seen him as happy as he is when he's editing. Honestly, it was something that he never would have known that he loved until I forced shoved him into Z, as I did with a lot of my friends that I call my babies, such as Kyle, who I forced shoved into being GM.
3: And look how well that worked out.
0: Yeah, and Kyle did great. I told Kyle the year that COVID happened, Kyle was set to that fall, go abroad. This was prior to COVID. And I kept telling everyone at that banquet, I said, Kyle left is going to be the next GM. And he said, Melody, that's not possible. I'm going to be abroad. And I said, no, you're going to be the next GM. I know you are. I said, the station needs somebody that really cares about the station and you really care. And then COVID hit. Kyle couldn't go abroad. And I was right. Kyle Lepp did indeed become the next GM for the next two years. Melody, did
2: you manifest a worldwide pandemic?
0: I might have. I didn't mean to, and I'm very sorry. But it did give us Kyle left.
2: Silver linings.
0: Absolutely. I think the station is better because of it. And I know that the pandemic is horrible, and obviously it's not something to joke about. But there isn't somebody that I would have rather handed it to because I trusted him. I trusted everybody. I left it to Rebecca, Michelle, everybody that was there. I knew that they could do this. And I was so proud of the incoming class of seniors that I wasn't worried for a second that they would have a hard time with COVID.
2: I think that's a good place to leave it. We talked about so many things in this podcast and, you know, the 50-year history of the radio station and some of the stuff we talked about in the beginning, whether it was g selector crashing going up to a thousand watts there are some alumni that my age and older that might not be able to identify with things like that the specifics but the general things of what you're saying here at the end, these themes have gone on for half a century of bringing your friends into the radio station and mentoring them and then feeling like they're your babies when they go and they on do great things that's happened since the 1970s so it's really cool to come full circle with you both today and i really want to thank you both for spending a few minutes with us
0: Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, Z is one of my favorite things in the whole world. I loved growing up listening to Z. I loved getting to experience Z and I love getting to help it as an alumni. And the fact that I get to act to this podcast just makes me so happy.
3: There are a few things that are more important or more meaningful than a family, and that's what Z is.
1: right now.